Hi, this is Suparna Goswami, Associate Editor with Information Security Media Group. CCPA requires companies to introduce a system for verification of identity of their users. But how tough can it get to verify users? What are the challenges and what are the likely technological solutions? To discuss more on this, I'm joined by Heath Adal, CEO Sovereign Foundation and Nathan George, CTO Sovereign Foundation. Welcome Heath and Nathan to the ISMG discussion. Uh, thank you for having us today. It's good to be here. Thank you. So Heather, I wanted to first direct the question to you. You have said that one of the major requirements for CCPA is that consumers should be able to ask companies about how their data is getting used. Has the requirement eased a bit after the Attorney General's proposed regulations? And what are you hearing from companies across industries? What are the challenges they are facing? Yes, one of the challenges the companies are facing is trying to understand exactly what the act means. We understand on who it applies to, um, companies and that have more than 25 million in revenue, um, companies that have at least 50,000 people in their systems. Um, we also know that companies don't have to be based in California or have a pre physical presence there to fall under the law. So that's very clear. But exactly how it works is what the question mark is. What does the user experience look like? How do companies exactly have to provide access to data? But what we're hearing from the, the, a lot of the questions from CISOs or CTOs is actually around identity. If someone comes to me and asks for their data or asks for their data to be removed, how do I know that that's really the person whose data I'm holding? And that is the question that we get asked a lot at Sovereign. Sure. Well, Nathan, clearly companies are facing a challenge when it comes to verifying digital identities. What, according to you, is the solution? How can companies approach this problem? And this is a really important challenge because when customers come and you need to know whether they're the real person in question, there's always the idea of just using some secret that they know, like a password, in order to verify who they that they really are who they say they are. But it, it poses a lot of difficulties in terms of what we term identity theft and trying to make sure the user can manage and track those secrets over time. And so one of the things that is really an important innovation going forward is the ability to leverage trusted information, not just from your own organization, but being able to verify and trust information that come from other organizations. Because collectively, we have lots of different relationships. And when we can use those different relationships to understand who someone is and whether they're authentically the person they say they are, we get a lot better verification. That's a lot harder to fake, makes it a lot harder to commit fraud. I know some solutions have in the past tried to use biometrics to solve some of this sort of problem. Um, but the trouble with biometrics is they create a strong digital fingerprint and they're observable. And so when you try to use biometrics for this type of public correlation, it, it can cause a lot of problems in terms of being able to track and trace people and also the security difficulties that are inherent in adding biometrics to the system. That being said, when biometrics are used to help recover someone's identity and or used in some way that's just private within the, the, that person's identity, they can be really helpful. But just like all relationships, it's important they stay within the context in which they, they need to be shared and shouldn't be shared outside that context. So Nathan, you said that, you know, there's a lot of collaboration that can be done between 
industries and companies to verify a particular data. Can you give an example? Can you explain with an example? Sure. When someone tries to authenticate who they really are, usually you base it on multiple factors. Someone who's going to apply for a job, you look to see that their job history is correct and true. You want to know that they actually graduated from the university they said they said they graduated from. You also look to see that they actually worked for the employers they report working from. And you might even check some references. And it's an example in the real world of how we try to draw on multiple contexts or multiple sources to try to verify that something is true. In the past, that's been really difficult to do in a digital system. And as a result, most of our identities online live in a database record on a single server. And you have different usernames and passwords for every system that you go and look at. And likewise, when we've tried to make it span multiple systems, we end up in problems where one company will consolidate and control all the data about an individual, which creates a lot of problems in terms of being able to share the data safely. With new innovations in the space, we can now make sure that all the data is correct and verifiable without having to put it in a single system or in a single place. Sure. So Hita, one of the main uh, highlights, I guess, and a point where uh, probably CCPA differs from GDPR a lot is that users have the ability to ask where all their data is getting used uh, rather than, you know, a constant approach. So what all information can consumers ask from a company? Well, I I think the, the key here is the quality of answer that they receive. And understanding the spirit of CCPA. And so if a consumer goes to a company and asks where their data is being used, it goes back down to how is the identity being mapped through how they share or sell information to other parties and organizations. And so for a consumer coming in and asking that, I think many probably assume that they that the company knows where all their data is or being shared, but the fact is they may not because they're not managing the identity in a way that is accurate for the identity holder. And so if companies don't solve the identity problem, then much of the spirit of the policy behind CPA, CCPA completely disappears. And so that's where when we hear about consumers saying, well, I want access to find out information about my data, the question is, are you really getting a quality answer? And is the answer accurate? Because if your identity is not supported in a way that accurate to you or there's fraud involved, then you're not going to get the information you actually want in the first place. So what is the main problem that companies are facing when it comes to authenticating digital identities? What according to you is the main issue? It's also it, it's also a security challenge because one of the one of the issues with siloed identity databases is that if you have compromises and breaches, which is also a concern that helps for CCPA, is that you are losing much of the information all in one breach. Where that's where we're looking at decentralized systems or self-sovereign identity systems, which help mitigate and reduce the risk of these breaches which leads to that identity theft, it leads to the fraud, and it leads to the concern and lack of trust consumers are having in companies that hold their data. One of the important points here is that the data that's being shared is about the relationship, the relationship between the company and the customer. And when you have an assurance that the data that's being shared stays within that relationship, it can give you more confidence to share that data and it makes more business use cases possible. And then as that data gets reshared, you know, even if it's aggregated or reshared with things like differential privacy, you want that confidence that when the permission is revoked, that 
you no longer want that data associated with that relationship, that that can cascade through the different systems that the data has been plugged into and that people can be notified properly so that the, the data stays where it needs to stay and it's hard to use the data where it's not supposed to be used. Okay. And I think the important part about CCPA is oftentimes technology leadership sees it as a compliance or something that's going to slow them down. It's important, as Nathan just outlined, the CCPA also leads to new business models, new ways to establish customer relationships. It leads to more trust in your organization if you do things differently. Okay. So, Nathan, what could be the alternatives when it comes to verifying? Yes, you said that one one solution is definitely, you know, you need to collaborate with other industries. But what, uh, what form of two-factor authentication can be used? Basically, what are the alternatives, according to you? Well, remember when we said that the data should be based in a relationship, it, that means that when I share the data outside that relationship, um, it shouldn't be trackable or understandable, at least at a technology or protocol level. We, we often talk about the idea that you need a pseudonymous identifiers or pairwise identifiers. And you see this throughout the identity space in terms of what's going on with the web authentication spec, making it so that identifiers and things that are associated with the cryptographic keys you use are done in a pairwise way. So that when you share data, you're sharing it within the relationship. And when you want to move it outside that relationship, you need to ask for additional information or get the right permissions to make sure that the, the holder or the subject of the information is involved as part of the that process. And when you have a system that can reflect that type of consent and that type of permissioning, things like CCPA compliance or GDPR compliance become much easier. How mature are companies when it comes to adopting such solutions? You know, I think it varies all over different industries. We've seen a lot of organizations that are very insightful with how careful they are with their customers' data and just how much they want to make this problem or make solutions to this problem and make sure that their customers' information is safe. I think most businesses understand that the relationships with their customers is one of the most important things that they have. It's not that they've done this things with digital systems maliciously in the past. It's just that a lot of these approaches just weren't possible previously. And now that they are, we're seeing some really interesting innovations um, with being able to have direct channels to talk to consumers and do authentication in ways that uh, really improve the security story. In, in the banking industry and in uh, supply chain industries, we're seeing a lot of great innovation. And I think that there's things that are absolutely ready to be adopted now. That being said, certainly there's more to build as well. The open source communities are doing a really good job of helping to fulfill that need. And we hope a lot more companies will pay attention and participate. Okay. I wanted to understand what happens when you invest in a technology, which is probably not the best in that field, but you have, according to you, that is your reasonable security procedure. So will you be still penalized? It'll be interesting to see how the regulators come down on a lot of the details. As we've seen with the evolution of GDPR in Europe, some pieces of the law were written in ways that had consequences we didn't expect. And we're still not sure how the regulators will, will decide all of those factors will happen. I think the important is that you need to be making sure you're doing reasonable things to take care of the people that you do business with. And when you can turn the security problem into a conversation with the customer, when you can actively help them participate in what's going on with the data in your system, it builds that trust and it builds that confidence that fits the exact spirit of these laws. And you know, if you have things that you need to do with data, have complex usages, involving the customer and being honest about what's happening with the data is, is one of the best ways to build that trust and to make sure that you stay on the right side of the regulation. And, and also the same applies not only to having these conversations with your customer, but to have these conversations with the policymakers and the legislators 
to explain to them what you're doing based on solutions that are available today, what the shortcomings or the strengths are in those, and how you see your security posture and how you handle identity changing over time. I think when we look at CCPA or even GDPR, what was published today, what is being enforced, what is being applied now, is going to change over the years as technology evolves. And that's why it's important for companies to continue to engage with lawmakers on how CCPA is applied and what the strengths are, but also what their struggles are as a company in finding technology and vendors that can help them. One quick advice, if you have to give to the companies who are still struggling to meet the CCPA requirements, what would that be? My suggestion is to take a look at the root of everything, and that is identity. Identity has changed a lot, and it's changing a lot right now. And those are systems and networks and open source communities that can help you and adapt your system to meet CCPA. And so I really challenge organizations to think it about their conventional wisdom when it comes to identity solutions. Sure. And Nathan, what would be your one piece of advice? The privacy of a solution can't be added after the fact. Um, It's important to consider how you're using the data and how you're correlating your customers in a way that helps build trust and helps build that relationship over time. And when you use systems that allow you to trust data from other parties, it helps you build that trust not only with your customers, but within your ecosystem. And that leads to stronger digital systems. Sure. Thank you, Heather and Nathan, for sharing your thoughts on how companies can go about verifying users under CCPA. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You were listening to Nathan George and Heather Dell. For ISM Genesha, this is Suparna Goswami. Thank you for listening.